Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Good morning, Oregon. It's Friday, January 14th. This is Andrew Thien with a news briefing from the Oregonian and Oregon Live. Before we start, a quick thank you to our sponsor, Pacific Source Health Plans, for supporting the show. School districts across the Portland metro area are turning to remote learning or closing for a few days as a wave of staff and student absences due to COVID-19 continues to spread across the region. As of Thursday evening, more than one out of every three students in the Tri-County area was headed for remote learning or off school altogether for a couple days. Nearly 78,000 students are affected as of 7 p.m. on Thursday, and that number is still growing. North Clackamas was the largest school district to close. It has 16,400 students. Gresham Barlow also told its 11,700 students to stay home for the long holiday weekend. The schools cited a flood of staff absences as a factor. In Portland, Franklin High School became the fifth high school in the city to go back to online instruction. The Southeast Portland School and others will go to distance learning next week as well. The state reported 9,796 new cases Thursday, the second highest single-day figure of the pandemic. Five people have died in traffic crashes in Portland in less than two weeks, a grim start to the new year. But the fatalities are a continuation of last year's traffic violence, which saw the highest death toll in more than 30 years. Two pedestrians were killed in separate crashes Wednesday evening on Northeast Gleason and 97th Avenue and the other on North Denver Avenue. Three pedestrians have been struck and killed so far in 2022. Two of those people were killed by hit-and-run drivers. Corey Tarpening, a former two-time U.S. Olympic pole vaulter from Portland, was sentenced Thursday to three months in federal prison for failing to report about $2 million in income and wages over five years while living in Monaco. Tarpening, a 59-year-old athlete turned entrepreneur, told U.S. District Court Judge Michael Mossman that he, quote, deeply regretted his behavior. He also apologized to all affected. Tarpening failed to report money he received via a commission through a contract between Nike and a professional soccer team in Monaco. The commission contract was worth over 2.1 million euros, which is about $2.4 million, according to federal prosecutors. He also didn't disclose income from consulting work. Tarpening transferred his business distributions to his personal bank account to pay for a second home in Eugene worth half a million dollars in 2015 and to pay for his children's private school tuition in Monaco prosecutors said. Prosecutors had sought a year-long prison sentence, but Tarpening pleaded guilty in September to one count of filing a false tax return. Mossman said he considered Tarpening's crime-free life and charitable activity, his age, his quick acceptance of responsibility, and his cooperation with investigators when fashioning the lighter sentence. State Senator Akasha Lawrence Spence, a Portland Democrat, had appeared to be a serious threat to Portland Commissioner Dan Ryan in his effort to win a full four-year term on the city council. But Lawrence Spence, a former state representative who owns a commercial real estate development company and was appointed to the state Senate last year, told her supporters this week now's not the time for her to run for city council. 
progressives convinced Lawrence Spence to run against Ryan, who was elected to fill the remainder of the late Nick Fish's term on the city council. Ryan has positioned himself as a centrist. Lawrence Spence said in her email to supporters Tuesday that she planned to refund all city council campaign contributions that she raised. Her sudden departure leaves no formidable opponent against Ryan, who landed in the crosshairs of some progressive activists soon after he won a seat on the council in August 2020. The filing deadline for potential Portland election candidates is March 8th. Latecomers, however, won't be able to qualify for the city's unique public finance program. That deadline was January 7th. Lawrence Spence has endorsed A.J. McCreary, a newly announced candidate who runs a local nonprofit. Thanks for listening. You can support our local journalism by subscribing to Oregon Live. Go to OregonLive.com slash pod support.